I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. What, what, what? It'd be Dan Marino, Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor in that exact order. You want an opportunity to play, and the Jets are giving me an opportunity to play. I put a Lindo Mari up there before I like Ricky Williams. Just before Dolphins training camp this past July, he turned his back on all of it and ruined the Dolphins' entire season. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Dolphin fans of all ages, the Battered Fins fans are back. I am your host, the Bearded Fanatic. That is my co-host, the Battered Fan himself. Danny, how the hell are we doing today, sir? I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. For us, football starts on Thursday, Yep. so I'm feeling pretty good. Pretty good. Well, today was the first day that I was able to make it out to training camp, and it was amazing. Pads. There. Yes, pads were on. Uh, our boy Teron Armstead came out in pads as well. Didn't do a lot, but, you know, they're easing him back into it. So that was great to see. Uh, Jalen Phillips, what a humongous man. I don't know if you've had the a pleasure. <laughs> I've of heard, I've heard. Him. Listen, no, I've heard. Twitter does him no justice. The guy, like Dolph Freaky said it best today when we and her were talking at the at the practice, one of his legs is probably her entire stature. I shit you not. I shit you That's not. That guy's, that guy's a man beast. But nonetheless, there was so much to talk about. Um, but we're going to get into it today. But first and foremost, first and foremost, Danny, we have a very special guest joining us today. Um, she's here to talk about something that's very important to basically 99.9% .9 of our fan base and other fan bases across the NFL as well that do these type of things. And I said, you know, I want her to be on and talk about it. Obviously, what it means to her, what it means to her being a part. Of, I think she's doing it with Big E. She's going to be talking about it here momentarily. But first of all, come on, try to garner support. I got a little surprise for her when we get going. And um, let's none, nonetheless, let's bring her on. Miss Ashley 305 Sports, babe. Welcome to the show. Ah, thank you for having me. This is amazing. Good to see you. I've missed you. I know you guys aren't like the biggest heat. And Marlins and Panthers fans, so I don't get to be graced by your beauty in the offseason all the time. So it's great to see you. It's good to see you as always. And like I was telling you on over the phone where we were texting back and forth that I thought it was amazing for you to take the time to be able to do this. Not the fact that you're doing it in general, but then come on here and talk about it as well. So, Senorita, the floor, the floor is yours when it comes to talking Dolphins Cancer Challenge. For those of us that aren't the wiser when it comes to it, let us know exactly what it's all about. Yeah, Dolphins Cancer Challenge is actually the largest fundraiser that any other NFL team or the NFL as a whole does. Uh, we raise millions and millions of dollars for um, the Sylvester Cancer Center, which is ran out of the University of Miami. It's grown exponentially every year. Um, this will be my second year doing it. Last year was my first. Uh, originally, I signed up to do a 35-mile bike ride. So you can either do a bike ride. There's many different levels, 35, 50, 100 or you can do the 5K, or you can do a virtual. So you can pretty much do a ride or a run anywhere you live in the world. So virtual? originally I said, you know what? I'm going to do this 35-mile bike ride. I signed up this time last year. And I said, yep. you know what? I got six, seven months to start training. Well, you know how that goes. Football season started and didn't get a bike. Um, and then I was like, all right, it's January. I should probably switch to the 5K. So then I switched to the 5K. So that's how that started. Um, Dolphins Cancer Challenge. See, the thing with cancer is everybody knows somebody who has had cancer, whether it was sure. you, your family, a friend. This is something that it's 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 inevitable, right? Like it's it's affecting more and more people. And you would think that as technology and, you know, we move on, it would 
get in control, but it's not. If anything, it's, I I don't even want to say it's getting worse, but it's just hitting home more and more. Um, The first time I was ever affected by cancer was 2009. My Nana was diagnosed with uh, lung cancer and she lost her battle two years later. And I was young, but still it hurt. Um, And in 2023 this year has totally opened up a new wound in my heart um as many of you guys know gary the our east 12 mayor mayor. um, mayor. who is was just you know so well known and liked in our our community uh back in october november he was telling me he was having stomach pains i kept saying gary maybe have crohn's disease something going on so he did his due diligence he went to the hospital doctors they did tests and it was in december or january of last year that he announced to all of us that he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Um, Pancreatic cancer is a death sentence. Uh, It's, it's something that, you know, we don't want to say, but that's, there's absolutely no cure for pancreatic cancer. Um, One thing about Gary, he stayed positive through his whole entire fight. Um, I, we would talk very often and he kept saying, I look forward to seeing you guys football season, football season. And um, he came to cancer uh, two weeks ago. He, he did pass away. So this year, even more, um, it means a lot to a lot of us. I partnered with Big E, Ian Berger. We started our own team this year. So it's the worldwide uh, Dolphins fans and our team. So far, we have 40. I feel like we had 44 this afternoon. I think we've grown. But 44 members from around the world who are uh, joining us, um, Ian's mom, Beverly passed away um, earlier this year of cancer as well. So it is something that hits him hard. So we're excited to launch this new adventure together as co-captains. That's awesome to hear. And listen, when when it got brought up a few years ago, when I started becoming full fold into the tailgate that you guys do out there, and, and it's amazing. And Gary being at the epitome of that, yeah. let me tell you, meeting him for the first time was amazing. Like you figured like this guy really treats everybody that met him like family. Yeah. It, it it was amazing. I think the first thing he did, and I think somebody else had a similar story. The first thing he did, shook my hand, gave me a hug, gave me a shot. Yeah. And, and, and that exact <laughs> yeah. order, it, that's exactly how it was. But it's amazing that we get a lot of trolls on the internet, but people don't know that 99 or of our 90% of our fan base is just like how Gary was. We treat everyone and we try to encompass everybody into the circle. We don't try to leave every, anybody out. So that's amazing that what you're doing. It's amazing that you and Biggie are doing this together. And listen, if I could walk 5K, I I gladly join. That's why I'm financially wanting to support you guys. But you know, I'd probably be dead at you know half a mile. No, wow. you can walk it. No, no, I I I jogged it last year. I don't know. Something got in my jetpack and I jogged the whole way. But there are plenty <laughs> of people. Also on our team is uh Mama Barker, Mama Carol Barker, and Chris no. Barker, Nick Needham's mom. Uh, Shannon Needham, Needham, and there are plenty of people who are going to be walking it as well. So please do not think you need to run this like uh, Usain Bolt or anything. You can definitely walk this. Uh, it's a great, great, great time. Jason Sarney walked it last year. So please do consider at least walking with us. It's a beautiful February question. day. <laughs> yeah, what, when is this? So it's February 24th, 2024. So in February. So they start fundraising now because it's like a whole thing, but to, it's uh, after Super Bowl. So hopefully we're, you know, celebrating a Super Bowl and then doing our uh, 5K. So I, Danny, I, I would love to, to I'm down to do it. No, 100%. 100%. Look, I, I've also, like you said, a lot of people have been affected. My mother-in-law passed just recently from cancer also. Oh so, gosh, no. so uh, yeah, it, it hits close to home and uh, me and my wife would love to, to participate. So for sure, just count, count us in and you let us know how we can do, where we donate, and uh, for sure, you can count us in 
you see, you see, you see, Gloria went ahead and commented that Gloria had a similar story. Our, our yeah. very good friend, Spirit Fingers, joining the show. I love you, girl. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the support. So, here's what I have for you, Ash. Here's my my thought process here to whoever is watching, and then obviously we'll tweet it. Make sure we give enough people enough time to be able to partake in this competition. Let's open it as of when we drop this show and we drop a trailer a little bit later um, tonight or tomorrow, and let's give it until. Let's give it until the Panthers game. Obviously, you could donate all the way up until February, but here, here's my thought process. Tell me what you think. Anybody who donates $5 towards your cause will be an automatic entry, and, and we'll, we'll have it set up where like they'll hashtag something along the lines of like be uh, battered fans entry, something along that line, so we know who exactly is doing it. Um, and what we'll do is I will give away a pair of my tickets to a game. So Those I will donate. Tickets. That's nice. Yep, I will donate. I will donate a pair of tickets to whoever donates to you with that hashtag, and we'll obviously put it out there. And that's um, October fifteenth, the Panthers game, by the way. Just in there case. you go. So we'll do it as of t- August first. Until then, five dollars gets you but one. Until entry. October first, give it until October first. Right, we'll do it until October first. So between now and then, and what we'll do is we'll do the drawing on on August first. I mean, on October first. October first. That's today. And, and then, and then five dollars gets you one entry. Twenty dollars gets you four. We'll do it like that. Make it fair. You know, nobody has to break the bank. Basically, twenty dollars max gets you a pair of row one, section one thirty tickets with a parking pass from the Bearder Fanatic to you guys' challenge. And then we'll also be a part of it. Me and Danny will join you guys on 100%. on, on 100%. February twenty fourth. We'll be in that. That would be um, amazing, guys. That's. A huge uh all the money goes to uh dolphins cancer challenge it's 100 tax deductible so once you donate you also get a tax certificate from uh the dolphins cancer cha- uh, dolphins challenge cancer so i mean that thank you guys for that that's amazing so it's, huge. it's the least i could do listen i i tend to do a giveaway anyways at least once yeah. a season but the fact that it's going towards towards this it's it's literally yeah. Not just Gary, it, literally, I lost an uncle, I've lost an aunt. It hits everyone home. So even if 20, listen, $20 in your pocket, you're helping a humongous cause. And then you also have the possibility of winning front row tickets to a Dolphin game this year. What more can you ask for? But, but we're moving on to a little happier subject. I'm sorry, in before ha- we move on. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt real quick. No, no, uh, where, where, do we, where do we go to donate or, or to participate? She has yeah. a link up. Yeah. Um, okay. There's there's the link. And then also, if you go to Dolphins Challenge Cancer and you type in 305 Sports Bay, that's the link to our page. Or you can look us up, Worldwide Dolphins Fan. And um, like I said before, I'd love for you guys to join our team, even for the 5K. You can walk it. Last year, uh, they gave away these medals. I don't know if you guys have any 5K medals, but if you walk or run it, you can get I have a 3K own. medal. There you go. So I, I haven't worn it since, but I feel so oh, good I have because I logo. I might give mine away. There might no, be another giveaway we do. First of all, <laughs> you can give it to me. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I don't want a dolphin logo on mine. <laughs> and the fact is that that would be my biggest accomplishment to be able to finish that in general and still be alive at the end of it. So I definitely look forward to it. Well, but definitely a reason to get into shape, better shape yeah. for sure. Let's definitely talk about this one other subject that you're going to be a part of um, yeah. in, the, in the coming days. And for me, this guy has meant so much for me. He was basically – Dan Marino always he was number one just because I fell in love with Dan Marino at such an early age. But when this man came into the league, fellow 5'10", 5'11 guy, obviously when I was wearing 250 pounds, I looked nothing like this gentleman. <laughs> but he has 
like I epitome my myself on defense behind this guy, and I tried to be just like Zach Thomas growing up. And the fact that it's finally here after so many years of trying to get him into the Hall of Fame, that's it. We're we're literally a handful of days away from Jimmy Johnson inducting him into the Hall of Fame. And you're going to be there in the coming days to be able to see it live. So by all means, again, the floor is yours. Tell us how much he means to you and how how crazy it is that you're going to be there. You know, it's 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 so crazy. First, you know, it's summer break and my coworkers are all traveling to Spain, Italy. And they said, Ash, where are you traveling to the summer? And I said, Ohio. They said, wait, what? <laughs> so uh, thousands people thousands of people are going to ohio and uh it, it's and i keep there's so many dolphin fans going and I, you know i'm friends with fans from different organizations i know right. nobody from any other team going so in my head i just think this is the dolphins takeover meanwhile there's nine other guys getting inducted to the hall of fame but to me it's truly just a dolphins takeover yep. <laughs> um it's in canton ohio a small town about an hour south of cleveland a lot of people haven't even heard of it if you don't know what the nfl hall of fame is and Having Zach, I mean, it, it's it's huge. Zach is, I've met him twice since, uh, I met him at the Dolphins Cancer uh, Challenge Cancer, and then I met him just a few days ago at camp. Right, I camp. And, right. Uh, you know, so we were like, hey, we're going next week, and he's just so humble and so excited. And we're truly and sincerely going to be well represented there. Uh, the activities start today, and they go all the way through Sunday, and there's so much going on. Like, if you look at the itinerary going on in Canton, from the parade to the the um, the dinner that they have, and they have the um, expedition game, mm -hmm. the Jets and the Browns, and then they have the actual uh, ceremony, and then they have, like, a luncheon, and it's so much going on in, like, these, these four days. Um, I'm just so excited to be there. Now, me being a Dolphins fan, as you guys, you know my story. I came later, 2008, 2009, um, because of Anthony Fasano. But growing and you know what the dolphins zach is that damn rainer to so many people and just to yep. see the love and just he's such a nice guy yes, he is. it's um just so exciting to support him and i'll tell you one man who really really supports him and it's kind of like bittersweet is richmond webb richmond webb is saying hey i'm going up there to see my brother and we all know that richmond deserves to be there too 100%. but just to support zach at his time is such a beautiful thing and so many people are going joe rose oj's going i i mean I, that's just the tip of the iceberg dan right. will be there like everybody will be there so canton it's truly going to be a dolphin takeover so watch out hey, listen it, it's amazing listen when you have jets players like kevin mawai saying one of the most undeserved one of the most deserving people that needs to be in the Hall of Fame was Zach Thomas. He said this a few years back, and I've told yeah. Danny over the last five, six years, I'm like, when you have centers that have no mm -hmm. business talking about another linebacker saying this guy deserves it, he should have been in, but it, I'm so happy that he's finally in. Danny, I know that obviously you could elaborate to that story a little bit more, but also your boy Darrell Rivas goes in this week as well. Well, we have two Jets players going in this week. There's going to be a lot of Jets uh, fans going out there because there's a game where the Jets are going to play. And there's two players being inducted, Joe Klecko and Darrell Rivas. So yeah. I think Darrell Rivas might be the last person uh, being – I know Zach Thomas is opening. He's right? first, Darryl yeah. Rivas. Yeah, and I think I believe Darrell Rivas might be last. So um, so it's going to be a, a lot of AFC East representation over there in Canton this weekend. It's going to be awesome. Ash, I know that you have a buttload of um, packing to do. You have a lot of events coming up this week. I wish you nothing but the best. I, again, appreciate you so much for coming on and talking about the Dolphins Cancer Challenge. No, I appreciate you guys. It's uh, also uh, 305 Sports Travel. We're launching our first event. We That's rented right. out uh, Don Sh <laughs> out of all the places in the world. Shula's mm. opened up a Don Shula's American Kitchen right in Canton. So we rented out nice. one of the uh, rooms. So we have a little party going on. So I'm going to 
don't get any FOMO, fear of missing out, but there will be a lot of pictures going on. I, I wish I had a cutout of you guys to bring you, you there, but uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good week. We're actually I'd be that early. I'd be that like that bullseye that I'd be just throwing things at though. Correct, like, but that's no, why I would use it. That's why would use it. That's why she would use it. You're with us, and we're actually staying um, up there till Tuesday because the Marlins play the Reds on Monday. So I'm gonna be gone for a, a few days. So um, I look awesome. forward to coming back and, and seeing you guys. You know, once the season starts, and I uh, know, thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing me to talk to talk about DCC. You guys can again support the team worldwide. Dolphins fan, uh, 305 Sports, babe. Um, we look forward to making this the biggest and best DCC ever. Uh, so thank you guys. And however oh, we can come up. If you send us the link, we will literally sign up today to be on the team. Yeah, yeah no, me if you guys are on the team. No, 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 no. I'm going to send you. Know. You have to join. Even if you're going to no. start, we're going to start training, do the walk. walk. And it's a beautiful thing. Walk, the kids can get involved. Walk. Anything. We'd love to have you join our team yeah. to share. Awesome. Oh, I'll be kids here. can join. I'll get my two kids on also. And Thank enjoy that Marlins game. They had, they, had, they had a big trade deadline. Uh, oh. Uh, Coops, the girl. Huge. One final message for you before you go from Miss Fingers. Ah, let me see. I, I'm going to give her, there's so many people that I'm going to give the biggest hug and kiss to her, Sandy. I mean, I'm just like full of love right now. So even if I lost a little, <laughs> hole, yeah, I'm coming to bear hug everybody. You guys better watch out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ash. Thank you again. Have a great night and have a great trip up there. Thank you guys. I'll talk soon. Take care. Right. Bye. Bye. All right, Danny. On goes the show, buddy. Listen, it's like I said, it's exciting. It's very exciting for me to know that Zach Thomas is finally in. But from Zach Thomas. For sure to another future Hall of Famer that made some Hopeful. comments in the last... Well, we know. We know he's going to be a Hall of Famer, sir. We don't know. I don't know. Do you? Do we know? Is Calvin Johnson in? Yeah. Oh, okay. If, he, if yeah. he's in, then yes. yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. But okay. He, he made some comments that I know that you wanted to talk about today. And I listen, I, I'm dying to talk to you about it because I think you and I might have a, a difference of opinion, obviously, when it comes to this particular subject. But future Hall of Famer, Tyreek Hill predicted a 2,000-yard season, sir, and a Super Bowl appearance. Now, I don't know, and maybe somebody in the chat could clarify for me, it was a Super Bowl appearance or a Super Bowl victory. I know for sure he said we'd be there, but I don't remember if he claimed it would be a dub. But, Danny, let's talk about that because it's it's a lot to unpack right there. I believe he he claimed it was going to be a dub. He said that he was going to get one more ring before he retired, and obviously he said he's going to retire with the Dolphins. And, uh, I mean, but I respect the hell out of that. You got That's what you got to say, right? You got to believe right. that. But two thousand yards? Let's talk about that's it. that's how a many, bit how much. Many, how many yards did he have last season? I'll look it up right now. The reason I, I the reason I honestly think that that might not happen, and look, I and I'm just talking logically here, right? I don't want to sure. I want to jinx anybody. Sure. But Tua playing seventeen games, it hasn't happened yet. Could it happen? Maybe, but we don't know if it's going to happen. Okay. And that alone kind of affects his yardage. I don't think it does. He, he played okay. with uh he played with Skylar Thompson and he played with Teddy Bridgewater last season. Guess what? That boy is still putting a hundred yards a game up. So I think I, I I've had this conversation with you where I feel like a lot of quarterbacks make the wide receivers. In Tyreek Hill's case, I think he could make almost any quarterback at least a three hundred yard plus a game quarterback for the simple reason that you give him a five yard out, this guy's taking it to the house. And we saw that plenty of times last year. We've seen that plenty of times when, when he was in Kansas City. So I think when it comes from the quarterback health standpoint, as much as I want Tua playing 22 games, what that would be what takes us all the way to the Super Bowl, as much as I want him playing 17-plus games, I think that even if Mike White gets in there, 
Sure. I think there's a strong possibility where he could get 100 yards my, plus. My guy's pretty good. But, well, he look, he had 1,700 yards last year. So he's right. about 300 yards off. Yeah. This is the other reason. Sure. One, I think the Tua health might be one thing. The second thing, I think, and I hope for your sake, mm-hmm. that Mike McDaniel runs the ball a little more. Mm. Okay. And if he starts running the ball a little more, that's going to affect the numbers of the passing game, even if it's just a little bit. So I think if he gets the 1,700 yards again, it's going to be impressive because I do expect them to lean on the run just a little bit more because if they're just playing Madden again, that's not favorable. And like we said last week with Josh Moser on here, it affects the defense. All those all those quick touchdowns, like that's like a three and out. Your defense has no opportunity to rest. So I do think they're going to start running the ball, even if it's just a little more, especially with Dalvin Cook on the team. That's right. I'm, I'm already saying he's on the team. Mm. So even with Dalvin Cook on the team, I do mm. think they're going to be using the running game a little bit more. And I think that that will affect those 2,000 yards that he wants to get. I think from a from an all purpose standpoint, if it was two thousand all purpose yards, no, like, yeah, he you know, can get like that. right, like if they were still handing him the ball off, like they were doing in Kansas City, they they didn't do that a lot last year. You know, there was a mm-hmm. lot of reverses that they would use him on, but actual handoffs, like he was lined up as running back, like when he did in Kansas City, there wasn't well, that a bubble recovery that he ran for like eighty yards last year against. I forgot I mean, who it was was it the Chargers? Yeah, when we finally scored because we were scoreless yeah. up until that point, <laughs> but. Yeah. The, if it was all purpose shorts, right? If mm-hmm. it was all purpose shorts, I could see two thousand being an easy feat. But I kind of agree with you. I think that we are going to run the ball more this season because get, guess what? We were in a lot of bad positions last year because we went away from the run game. Mike mm-hmm. McDaniel, being the I think the evil genius that he is, he went back and watched all those games. He's like, damn, I should have ran the ball there more. I there For was sure. a lot of opportunities last year where he had that, and I think that's why he won't get two thousand yards receiving. But I could definitely see 2,000 all-purpose yards for Tyreek Hill. Now, let's go to the latter portion I can see of that. that also. Let's go to the latter portion of that. Now, we know that we have a difficult schedule. It's like the AFC East has a horribly difficult schedule this upcoming season. Because they all play each other. Yeah, for sure. Right. And then we play the NFC East where at least two yeah. of those teams in the Cowboys and Eagles, you probably got something to worry about. They're pretty decent for teams. Sure. You know, they're not that bad. But are the road to the Super Bowl – Talent-wise, I think I've told you before, and I don't mind saying it again, the talent that we have, and then you're throwing Dalvin Cook into the mix, saying that he is going to be a Miami Dolphin. Danny, with yeah, the I defense that Miami we have, sure. with the defense that we have, with the Dalvin Cook on our saying, we don't need to go to Tyreek, we don't need to go to Jalen. We also have Dalvin Cook that we can hand the ball off to. We also have Dalvin Cook running out the backfield. He could also catch the ball at the backfield. I hate saying, and you know that I've, since you and I have been friends since the summer of 99, I hate saying it, but when I look at this roster, it's in, I can't not say I don't see how we don't make the Super Bowl if we stay healthy. Well, let, let, I guess we can go on to basically what we use the thumbnail for for this episode. Right. Jalen Ramsey going down is a big hit because you guys were counting on him big time as far as a defensive back. Sure. I, I, you and I have gone back and forth about Xavier Howard. You say that he's going to have a bounce back season because last yeah. year he was injured. I feel like he is. I, I and and I feel like he might not. I think that he, I, I felt a lot better about him this season if he was going to be playing that second cornerback role behind Jalen Ramsey. Right? Okay. He yep. he lines up across from the second best receiver. Sure. Having to go against the first receiver again after a bad season last year, I, I just don't know if that's who you want to lean on for this. Uh, pass coverage heavy uh, defense because you're not going to be blitzing. So you're, I mean, and your defensive line looks good. 
I, I don't doubt that they can get to the quarterback. But if they don't, I don't know how Xavier Howard is going to be doing back there. Well, so well, I do think that that's going to affect you guys a bit. So, so let me unpack this a little bit. Up until this point, at the at the epitome of Xavier Howard's career, when he was like top notch, you can't throw his wigs; he's gonna pick you off, right? right? We were playing, we were playing a whole lot of man defense. We were also mm-hmm. blitzing a whole lot. You have said mm-hmm. so, you have said yourself from knowing Vic Fangio and the aspect of the defense that he's run before. He runs a lot more zone. He doesn't run a, mm-hmm. a, a lot more man. He doesn't blitz a lot. So the reason I think that's gonna be benefiting to Xavier Howard is that he doesn't have to chase the best receiver on the field at all times now because most of the time he's going to probably be sitting in a zone. He's going to be in a different scheme than what he's been up to up until this point. I, but I think people underplay how, I don't want to say difficult, but how different it is to play man-to-man and to play zone. You need to be able to read spaces to sure. read where these routes are going. And does he have, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say that I know how he, he's played in the past. I don't know since he's been on the Dolphins, if you've had any defensive coordinator that has played a lot of zone, I don't know how he does playing in his own system. I, um, I, th- I think that when it comes to Xavier Howard being at the top of his game for so many years in the NFL and then obviously having a really, and then having a really bad season last year, which is basically what you're, what you yourself are basing his career off of. You said you had, you saw the one bad season. You're like, you know what? This guy's done. He's washed. It's it's time to kick him off the Dolphins. Like, I feel like you're being a little savage there, sir. You're right. Look, and I'm not saying that he's going to be horrible. I just don't know if he's CB1. And just real quick, and this is for any sure. Dolphin fan listening. Yeah. I've heard a lot of Dolphin fans basically saying Aaron Rodgers is done after last season, even though the two seasons before that he was MVP. <laughs> So I'm just saying, you can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. All right, let me ask you a question. Have you ever heard me say Aaron Rodgers is washed? No, I have not. No, no. You see, and that's why I said any Dolphin fan watching, I think refer to you. You know, but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, I think most Dolphin fans could acknowledge that Aaron Rodgers is probably still a great quarterback. Now, we'll talk about the trolls here in a second, but let's. I I brought this up for a different reason. The reason I don't think we're effed in the Jalen Ramsey getting hurt is. I went back and looked at some numbers here for you, and I think you're going to appreciate this. Oh, I love numbers. Give it Vic, to me. Vic Fangio, mm-hmm. while being the defensive coordinator in Chicago between 2015 and 2018 and running that top five defense that we always allude to, that when he has been a defense coordinator, the worst his defense have been have been top five. And just to be clear, before he got to the Bears, they had one of the worst defenses in the league back in 2014. Okay, go ahead. That is correct. So when you think Jalen Ramsey, which I believe is the number 44 in the NFL top 100 players list that was just posted here yesterday. Danny, I'm going to name you two players, and I want you to tell me off the top of your head if you think they're on the same level talent as a Jalen Ramsey. You ready? Mm -hmm. Kyle Fuller. See, you're probably like, who? Titans. Uh, Kyle Fuller played on... on the Bears during that tenure, 2014 to 2020, he was a corner for okay. the the Chicago Bears. But you okay, wouldn't well, put you see uh, the, the fact no, that you didn't know no, no, who no, he no. was and jump right off the head to you. You don't yeah, think no, he's on the same level as Jalen Ramsey? No, no. Okay, uh huh. Okay, and then the other one, free safety Eddie Jackson. Do you think he's on the same level as uh, Eddie Ramsey? Jackson's good? Eddie he Jackson's was good. good. Is he Jalen he's Ramsey? Really he's a safety, right? Yes, I'm going somewhere. He's a, he's with this. A, he, Okay, but Eddie Jackson was probably the top safety at that time. Dolphin fans, if you're watching, or anybody else if you're watching, go back and look at 2015 to 2018 Chicago Bears defense. 
Tell me if there's another corner on that team that you would put on the Jalen Ramsey level. Now, there are going to be a bunch of corners that you see that you probably say, you know what? He's as serviceable as a Nick Needham. He's as serviceable as a Cater Kohu. Danny, during that time frame, he had three pro bowlers on that defense. You want to know those names? Hmm. Eddie Jackson, Kyle Fuller, Khalil Mack. Those were his three pro bowlers. So if you say Khalil Mack would probably be what a Jalen Phillips might be this upcoming season, you said that you, you expect a big year out of Jalen Phillips. What I tell you is that the if type I, of if you get a Khalil Mack type season, though, Jesus Christ! No, I'm I'm just saying if if you if you want to throw a Kyle Fuller yeah, out there being saying. at the same level as Jalen Ramsey, which I don't think he is, what I'm saying is a Vic no, Fangio led uh-huh. defense can yeah. make even the most serviceable cornerbacks I, I think look that's a great better point that you than made. what they are, and that's kind of that why I went back point. and looked at the numbers. Yeah, that's, that's a great point that you just made. I. I I like that you did that. Um, Kyle Fuller, I, I remember him as a Titan. Uh, I don't know if maybe I'm, I'm off. Maybe he would never play for the Titans, but I'm pretty sure he played for the Titans at some point. Yeah. But Eddie Jackson was a great safety. He was. But you're right. But you're right. I wouldn't put either one of those up in the caliber of a Jalen Ramsey. Now, with that being said, what you're saying is that he could take good players and make them perform above average Correct. in a scheme, right? It's his scheme that, that kind of dominates it's not necessarily the individual player correct and, 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 I, and i could buy into that i could buy into that 100 percent. somebody that you were really big on and obviously we're both big on it but the fact that you're a jets fan and you're you're able to look with those eyes of an unbiased fan is cater mm-hmm. kohu and love you loved kid. you loved cater yeah. kohu coming out of college and the of how well he played last season it's like mm-hmm. this guy wasn't afraid to step up and tackle anybody last season i feel like cater kohu's gonna even double up his performance from last year and what I mean, in this defense, he's going to shine a whole lot brighter. But then it leads me to my final point in losing Jalen Ramsey and why we're not effed up. I think I was a big, big, big opinion on this was why the hell did we go corner in the first round? And Danny, mm-hmm. long behold, Mr. Cam Smith has been, he's been showing out in training camp so far. You've watched the tape from people that are uploaded from the Dolphins, um, people that you follow as well, from fans that are out there looking mm-hmm. at it. This guy's playing top-notch. So, Danny, this is why we're not GMs. This is why we're not in the NFL. Well, and this is why I, – and I told you I wanted to bring up Cam Smith because when we when we like, okay, what are we going to do for the thumbnail? Well, Jalen Ramsey, are we effed? But I think we were both on the same page. I don't think you're effed because when I saw Cam Smith, is he going to be a Jalen Ramsey? Maybe not. Definitely right. not his rookie year. But let me tell you something. The kid, he looks like he's going to be a he's solid a player. He's a dog. Yeah, he looks like he's, he's going to be a solid player. So, I mean, he, he picked off a ball that was – I don't know if it was thrown a little bit behind Braxton Berrios, but that kid, yeah. he, he's a hawk, and that, he's going to be good. He's got length. So, he's got length as well. Yes. You know, I think the biggest compliment, and I will take this. I will take this compliment. Somebody commented. I couldn't tell if it was Dolph Fenn or not. But it was in one of his – somebody said he looks like a young Sauce Gardner. And I thought that was the biggest compliment that you could give this kid because Sauce Gardner was – again, I get it, people. He's very handsy. Me and Danny have agreed. He is handsy. But to be compared to somebody who was so talented and basically NFL defensive rookie of the year last year, I'll take it, Danny. Danny, he's looked very impressive so far in training camp. It's kind of weird to hear a young Sauce Gardner when John, know, right? Sauce Gardner is like, right? like 22 years old. Right. So he's like, we're putting <laughs> like him on the same Sauce level. Now, uh, but, no, but yeah, no, look, I haven't heard that comparison. 
And I mean, I can't say I've watched Cam Smith enough to make a comparison that way. But right. if that's what they're saying, that's that's a great comparison. Because like you said, defensive rookie of the year last year. Hey, and yeah, and I think, comparison. listen, if he could play anywhere to the level of what Cater Kohu played last year, if he could play on that same level of what Cater, again, this is why I don't think we're, I don't think we're effed. I really don't. I Jay, Listen, losing Jalen Ramsey is big in the aspect of, I think, how important he was going to be as a voice in the locker room. But you know what? Makes me even more happier. Danny, since the day after surgery, he's already been back at camp. I got pictures of him there on crutches talking to Sam Madison, talking to Cam Smith. Like, right after the play, he's on the sideline talking to him. Like, this is what you should have done. This is what you should have seen, blah, blah, blah. He was going to be so important from a leadership standpoint, but I'm still happy that he's going to be there for every single game and helping these guys until he's back. So, for me, it's going to be the cherry on top when he gets back. But the additional Mm – no, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to ask you. I mean, I, I've only seen Cam Smith as far as coverage when I when I see some of the, the footage on Cam Smith. The reason I like Kater Kohu is I, I felt like he was a dog, like spotting mm-hmm. people. Like he was an undersized kid and he didn't care. He would go in and he was a great tackler. I don't know if Cam Smith is a like overall great cornerback. You probably know better than I do. You, you saw him today at training camp, I'm assuming. Right, but, you know, they don't, they're not laying people out there just yet, you know? No, of course they <laughs> a, a, a little wrap-ups here and there. From right, college, right, right. yes. From college, he did have a lot of he he had a hit stick moments. You know, for that goes for a matted reference. He had hit stick moments in college, but again, the NFL, you're hitting people who are a little bit bigger than than kids in college. So it's it's exciting to see. It's exciting to see how well Jalen Ramsey's helping him out. And listen, having Vic Fangio and then Jalen Ramsey in your ear, it's only going to benefit you moving forward. But this next subject, I think it's a double set, a double edged sword on this one because. I think two things could be could be true in this upcoming um, topic. But Christian Wilkins and Zach Zeeler continue dominating. Like, they finished the season dominating. They went into the offseason, continue working on their body. Christian Wilkins looks amazing out there. Zach Zeeler still another huge body. I, I was literally, like, this far from him today at training camp. And, dude, Bradley Chubb, humongous. Jalen Phillips, humongous. Zach Zeeler, hum- uh, humongous. But... I think two well, they, need, they be- need to get after the quarterback, man, because it, it's going to be a lot of pressure on them this year. Yeah, two things could be true, Danny, and I'll, I'll I'll start off with my opinion on this. Yes, they're dominating because those type of players they are. But, yes, they're kind of making it a little bit easy because of the our offensive line. It, like I said, two things can be true at the same time. We I, I still feel that we haven't addressed the O-line fully, but there was a play, if you haven't seen it, I think um, – Bobby Schaus or one, or Ghost of Adam Gase uploaded the clip. There's a clip of um, our right tackle, Austin Jackson, putting Jalen Phillips on his ass. Now, again. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that. Right. I, I, I don't know if it's good things to come for Austin Jackson. Maybe he's finally going to step into that right tackle role that we were hoping he would do. But as of right now, as of today, I still consider Austin Jackson, Liam Eikenberg, big-ass question marks on our offensive line. But to well, your I think point, Liam Eikenberg is what, you, is what you should be most worried about. 100%. 100%. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm right there mm-hmm. with you. But I think in this topic, Christian Wilkins and Zach Zeeler, yes, they're going to continue dominating. It, I don't think it matters who they face. But the fact that we have such a strong D-line, somebody on this on this D-line is eventually going to get to the quarterback. And it reminds me of uh, the time um, that we had Daryl Gardner, Tim Bowens, Trace Armstrong, and Jason Taylor. If, if you're not old enough, you're not going to remember those names. Danny should remember those names very well. But I – I felt like no matter who was on that O on that D line, they were getting to the quarterback. 
And Trace mm-hmm. Armstrong finished the season with like 17 sacks. And then Jason Taylor had like 19 on the other side. It was amazing to watch. And of course, we didn't make it to the Super Bowl, even with that type of defense. But I think that's what this is. Um, it reminds me of. Now, granted, Isn't this kind of weird? Uh, I, I'm going to go off on a tangent here. But like, now that you brought that up, you guys had a great defense in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. How much does it suck that you had a great offense with Marino, but it just never synced up with the great defense that followed right after he left? It, it, why? This is why I'm battered, sir. This is. <laughs> this is. <laughs> I'm just saying. It just randomly came to my mind. I was like, man, that was a great defense. Sam Madison, Patrick Sertan, like you just, you guys. Were, Brock Marion. Yeah, it, it, Brock it, it, Marion. I hated that guy. Yeah. It, it was. Yeah, you guys so had a good. great defense. Dude, it just, want... it just didn't sink in. It just it one didn't. after the other. And then you have Jay Feeler as their quarterback and Ricky being run into the ground. It, listen, it was just battered years, Danny. It was definitely battered yeah, years. For sure. But for sure. to your point, sir, the floor is yours. How do you see Christian Wilkins and Zach Zeeler? Like you said, I think that they're going to play well against just about everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to play good against just about everybody. The issue is uh, I think that iron sharpens iron. I love you, Gloria. Like, So I, I think that a lot of the the training camp kind of helps you get better for Sunday. And I think that having them go up against people that they might, I don't want to say they're beating easy, yeah. but that, that they're just kind of dominating. Everybody's saying that they're dominating right now in tra- training camp. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it, it would be better if they had better competition to go up against, you know? So uh, I, I think I that it's you. obvious. Yeah. And I have an answer for you. I have a question for you because this one boggles the mind. And, and, and if you're listening, by all means, drop your two cents here. If you have a dominating offense mm-hmm. and you have a dominating defense, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How can you properly gauge how good each side is? And what I mean by that is, is that if the defense has a dominating day, you have people, which I'm not going to mention their names, start tweeting out shit like, oh, my God, this offense is terrible, blah, blah, blah. But it could be because of how de- how good the defense played. You mean, then, you mean during training? Correct. Then on the flip okay. side, then you have Tua going off for like three touchdowns against this defense and just slicing everybody up. And it's like, oh, my God, this defense needs a lot of help. The, the Jalen Ramsey missing is going to be really imperative. But, again, it could just be that our offense is that good. How, like – Where's the in-between? How do you really gauge who's good and who's not when you have such good teams on both sides of the ball? I think that that's why you measure that specifically after a couple of weeks, right? Because there has to be some days where the offense wins, some days where the defense wins. If the offense is winning every day for like two or three weeks, I'm sorry, your defense isn't as good as we thought. Like you have to be able to adjust. I'm sure that the offensive side of the coach is talking to the defensive coach. is like, dude, we're kicking your ass. This is what we're seeing. Do something. Do something. Do something. This is what we're seeing. This is what we're taking advantage of. And then the defensive has to come out, and they have to readjust during training. I appreciate training. that, Steve. Like, appreciate that, Steve. Yes, much appreciated. So I, that's why I say iron sharpens iron. They have to help each other out because they know what matters is Sunday. So right. if the offense is kicking their ass for four or five days straight, the offense, although they're happy that their offense is playing good, they got to go up to the defense and be like, my guy. Can I be devil's like, advocate to your point, though? What yeah. other offenses in the NFL are you going to play that have a Jalen Waddle that have a Tyreek Hill running at wide receiver? Because I feel like not every offense you're going to face on Sunday is going to come equipped with that much talent. So if you're still getting your ass kicked six days in a row, it's because you're facing really good talent. I, I, I look, I, I agree. I, I agree. And I think that that makes the defense feel even better when they line up against 
a Drake London who isn't necessarily a Tyreek Hill speed wise. Like right. he's a great receiver, but like, okay, well, I don't have to worry about him over the top as much as I do as Tyreek Hill during practice. So I do agree that it kind of I love I love River Craycraft. I love his name and I love River Craycraft. I love that guy. So I, I do agree that it it kind of prepares you a little more, but I think that having and going back to the original point, having a good O-line to kind of help your D-line prepare for Sundays is imperative. And I feel like they're dominating, and it's not necessarily helping them out because I think that Leon Eichenberg is kind of like a turnstop. I agree. I agree. I think that if Austin Jackson is at least serviceable at right tackle, it will make a huge difference because we know Robert Hunt is that guy. We know Connor yeah. Williams is that guy. We know Teron Armstead is that guy. So if Austin Jackson could just be serviceable. Like, dude, hold your block for at least three seconds because we know the minimum is that's like his two blind and a half, three spot, seconds. though. Right. If we could hold so that's that the block, worst part, two and a half, three seconds, that's basically what an NFL quarterback needs to get rid of the ball. That's all you need. Yeah, that's all right. you need. So we're not telling you to hold your guy for, for five seconds here, but if you could hold your guy 2.5, three seconds, I think it would be great. Liam Eikenberg, shout out to you, Big Daddy. You probably can't block me right now, and I'm almost 40 years old. Well, I will tell you, and let's let's try to be positive, right? Because I like to give positive spins on things, right? Yeah. Leah Nikenberg having a rough camp or training camp, but when he goes to play against, let's say, I don't know, the the Falcons, right? I don't know who they're who's on their defensive line right now. Sure, sure. I know, I, know, they, I know where you're going with this. But if they're playing against somebody that's a lot worse than Christian Wilkins or or Zach Zeeler, then they might have a good day because they're like oh you know what this guy isn't running me over like i've been getting run over in training camp this guy isn't as strong he's not as quick you know so so you know maybe that might help out also getting their ass kicked in training camp might help them for sundays yeah and and i think like remember when indomic and sue was here he was pulverizing even mike pouncey when he was here at center and mike pouncey was a monster correct (laughs) but what i'm saying is i think to your point it's a it's a very great valid point yeah. That if you're, if you're facing against these mammoths of of defensive linemen every single day, they're probably helping you as well. Be like, hey, if you do this, you might slow me down a bit, and that's probably going to help him down the road, like you said, against yeah. more inferior talent. But let's talk for about sure. another guy who's been playing awesome. One of the biggest weaknesses for me, Danny, and I told you, I I really wish we would have addressed in the in the draft was offensive line and linebacker. And I think the biggest deal of free agency so far, from what I've seen in camp, is. Mr. David Long. Mr. David Long looks amazing so far at inside linebacker for the Miami Dolphins. And the fact that he's going to be lined up right next to Jerome Baker gets me that much more excited because he's out there talking like the veteran already. He's calling plays out behind the line. He's, dude, he's thumping people out there. He was ready to hit people before the pads were on. I think David Long has been a great addition so far, but I know that you want to talk about this. So what's up? Well, I mean, I, from everything that I've read, because like I said, you went to training camp. I didn't. But everything I've read is that he's hitting those holes beautifully, right? He He's like a, like a magnet to the ball. 100%, and the 100%. one thing is that he has all these soft tissue in, uh, injuries, right? Sprains and, and all these other contusions and all of those stuff. But, and, and okay, just a second. Speaking of that shirt, just real quick. There's a Tyreek Hill one also, if you want a Tyreek Hill. It says Tyreek Hill, you know, always open 24-7. So if you want, I just don't want to wear it because I just can't wear it. 
Right. And, and, and unfortunately, me and Danny are the same. Me and Danny are the same size, so I couldn't. I couldn't rock the shirt for you guys. There you go. But batteredfans.com, though, you go ahead and Tyreek Hill. I want, I'm going to get a Jalen Waddle one also. All right. Um, but I do think that David Long has been looking great, and like you said, yeah. that that was a weakness that needed to be addressed. And if he can stay healthy for ten to thirteen games, I think that would be a positive because the thing is that he hasn't been healthy the whole year right. as far as when the Titans go. So um, I think that that'll go a long way though if if he can. Get him a 10, 13 games. I think that'll be great for you guys. I'm right there with you, man. I think he looks amazing. And at the end of the day, I think for every NFL team, it's health, right? And as long as we Always. stay healthy, which is it's a big ask, guys, because it's a long season, then you have the playoffs. But even if you lose a couple of guys and they got to miss a few games, I'm very happy with what I'm seeing as far as depth as well. Like the second team units are looking good as well. There was an undrafted rookie today that took one to the house. So it, it was like, it could happen. It could happen this year, Danny. I still won't say that it's going to happen, but this has been the most difficult year where I haven't had the where I haven't been able to say, you know what, we're making it to the Super Bowl. I'm trying to ask you a question. Yes, of course. Uh, all right, so we're, we're going to, we have one more topic to talk about, but I did want to ask you this question. I forgot to, to write it down as a topic. Sure. Your receivers, your depth, right? Mm-hmm. You have Tyreek Hill and Jaden Waddle, obviously. One Braxton and one Barrios, right? And I think Braxton Barrios is going to make the team just because yeah. he's a special team guy. Even though I hate him in special teams, and you would know, we talked about it last year plenty. I don't like him in special teams, but I'm sure he's going to play special teams for you guys. Sure. And do you think Robbie Anderson or Chosen Anderson or whatever his name is now, do you think he makes the team? Because I feel like you guys have a lot, mm. a lot of the same players. There's this one kid, Eric Zukanma, or, or some, some long name there. Yeah, yeah, Eric Zukanma. Drafted he, last that's year a big, from Texas Tech, if I'm not mistaken. He he's he's a big body, and he I is. feel like that's what you don't have in the top three, four receivers. You guys have a lot of speedsters, but you need that big body. You don't use tight ends very much in this offense, but that's a big body that you can use in the red zone. Now I don't know how he's progressed in training camp, but do you think Robbie Anderson makes the team? And do you think we see a lot of more of this kid Eric Uzukanma? Yeah, no, I think uh, like cap for like easy is definitely making, easy the team. making the team. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. Easy is definitely making the team. But Danny, if if I had to bet on it today, I think it's Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, obviously one and one A. Right. Braxton yeah, yeah. Burials, easy E. I think he makes it. Mm-hmm. Cedric Wilson is the final is the final cut at wide receiver. Because even Cedric Wilson has been making some plays his training camp as well after not having a very good year last year, right? Not not what about Robert Craycraft. Well, he'll make the team because remember the, the Dolphins kept like six wide receivers last year. I think okay, they'll do okay, they'll, okay. Yeah, they'll do the same thing this year. Um, but remember, well, I think that was easy, my ultimately my easy question. E, I'm sorry, to easy, mm-hmm. easy E was also on our practice squad for most of the year last year, and they finally brought him in towards later in the season um, when he finally started making appearances. But I think Easy E he's making the team one way or another, whether it's practice squad or not. I know that he has the ability to get signed by somebody else if you put him on the um with on the practice card designation, but I don't see Robbie. Andrew. I'm not saying because of lack of talent. Right. I, well, I think ultimately that's he my can question. get behind is, the defense. Is, it's like it's crazy to say. But so can have, the rest of the team. Yeah, you're right. It is chosen has been quite. It's like it's hard. It's hard to not look at this yeah. guy that runs a four three and be like, you know what? Right. And on most teams, yeah, no, and, and on most teams, Robbie Anderson, look. And as a Jets fan, I know him well. Yeah. He's, he's, he, his route running isn't the best, but his speed, you can't teach speed. So on most teams, he makes the team just based off of that. But the Dolphins are the only team in the NFL 
Mm -hmm. have an abundance. They don't need any more speed. So I don't know if he makes the team. I think that, like you could call him Easy E, a lot easier for me to say. Easy E would be more beneficial to have on this 55 man roster than a Cholton Anderson. There you go. Cat for Life thinks that Braxton Burr is not going to make the cut and Cedric Wilson will be on here if he doesn't get traded. I, I, I no, think Burr's it's going to make it. I think it's difficult for um, for Cedric Wilson's contract to be traded. And I think a lot of people are not going to sign up to take that money on, especially after the performance he gave last year. But we have one final subject. And how can we not talk about the man of the hour, Tua, Tonga, Vaya, Loa? Good, sir. You put this topic on there. I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious what you want to talk about my boy Tua about today. Well, I've honestly wanted to ask you how you've seen him since the start of training camp. And you were there in person. Yeah. What could you tell me about the way Tua has looked? Because let's be honest, we all understand that the Dolphins have a great roster. Yeah. So I feel like the, the success of the season lays on the, I mean, Tua's shoulders, really. Well, it definitely it's does. Tatted you know, shoulders. Ooh, ooh. That's a more <laughs> left arm, though. I don't know if you yeah. noticed. I, I mentioned Roman Reigns, and I said, Tua is the real head of the table. Um, I, I had to do it. I had to do it. But... um. He's looked really good, but that goes without saying because last year coming into it in training camp, he was looking really good in training camp. And remember, at eight and three, he was looking like an MVP caliber player. You know, yeah. Before we went on that road trip, that everything everything started unraveling. But he's looked really good. But you know who else has looked really good? And I know we're talking about Tua here. Is Mike White? Mike White's looked really good as well. He's dropped some bombs to Jalen Waddle. He's dropped some bombs Mike White to Tua. Is good man, I'm telling you, he's good. But both of their stigmas is, is health, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Mike White got folded like a lawn chair last year. And, dude, that guy was trying to play through 25 broken ribs. It's like you love that type of gritty player, but at the same time, you can't play as effective as you you potentially can if you were 100% healthy. But I, I feel very comfortable where we are, too, and I feel very comfortable where we are with Mike White as, as a serviceable backup. Listen, Skylar Thompson threw a couple of picks so far in this training camp. But at the end of the day, Skyler Thompson is also a seventh-round rookie who is still learning this offense and learning the NFL speed. I think I think if you ask me at the end of the day, are we going to keep three quarterbacks again? I don't see a way that we don't keep these three quarterbacks. Unless you keep Cedric Wilson. Right, because, you know, he did yeah, so well as an emergency quarterback, right? <laughs> but, yeah, that, listen, th th I know those were the topics today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Look, like he said – Mike White looks really good throwing that ball, man. Hey, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I appreciate that you guys couldn't resign him or didn't want to resign him. I don't know which one it was. You kept Zach Wilson over him. Eh. But um, we got a lot to talk about here in the coming weeks, Danny. Like I said, guys that stayed the whole it's way through, we appreciate that you guys watch. Please go donate. We're going to drop this clip tomorrow on Twitter. We will have the links to how to donate. Like the battered fans will be in this 5K. I'm very excited for that. Five bucks, one entry, 20 bucks gets you four. Ticket giveaway from yours truly. Roll one, section 130. Danny, anything else before we head out? No, I we if anybody was watching on YouTube, watched all the way to the end. We appreciate you. If you guys were in the chat and participated, we appreciate you participating. You guys are the best part of the show, honestly. And uh on audio, if you listened all the way to the end, we appreciate you also. Go ahead, give us a like, subscribe, five stars, comment, review, all that other good stuff. Yeah, and, listen, uh, just hit that like button. Hit that like yeah. button, guys. Listen, it, it, it helps us to continue dropping this content when you guys hit that like button. So, again, we appreciate you from the bottom of our hearts. Everybody, from Cap for Life, from Gloria, from Steve, much love from the battered fans. Y'all have a great night. And as always, 
Fins up. Bye.